You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Welcome to The Dev Show. I'm Deborah Eckerling, author of Your Goal Guide and founder of The Dev Method, which is my system for goal setting simplified. My vision is to give you the tools, inspiration, and motivation you need to figure out what you want and help you make a plan to get it. Let's get started. Welcome, everyone. Thanks for joining me today. We're talking about one of my favorite topics, which is networking. Because you can't reach your goals on your own, you need your people. And so this week, I'm going to bring you even more of my people. I'm Deborah Eckerling, author of your goal guide and creator of the Dev Method for Goal Setting Simplified. I am a consultant workshop leader specializing in goal setting simplified, but also pre-event planning workshops to help you get the most out of any event you attend. And so every Monday, I bring in three friends to dive into the topic of the week. And then on Thursday, it will magically become an episode of the Dev Show podcast. So whether you're watching live or the replay or listening to us, we are glad you're here and choosing your networking goals. And I'm really, like I said, I'm jazzed because I love people. Well, I lead this show where I get to like network and hang out with cool people every week and you get to watch and join in. And what a great group I have today. So we have Julie Migliacci and Julie is actually one of my newest friends who I met through networking. Innovation Women introduced me to Kim Miles and Kim said, oh, you need to meet Julie. And like, it's a week later and here we are. So Julie, I'm really glad you could join us for this conversation. Also, Janice Porter, who I've met on and off at events for probably years. And we finally sat down virtually and had some coffee a couple months ago and said, come on, girl, be on my show or something <laughs> like that. Um, and Stan Robinson Jr., Stan was on a year ago, and we know each other from my Vangresso days. And Stan has his own agency now for LinkedIn training and digital everything. So I am really glad to have such like the A-team of networking, and I am going to let you all introduce yourselves. So Julie, let us start with you. Awesome. There you are. Deborah, thank you so much for having me today. I really appreciate it. Uh, so my name is Julie Migliacci. I'm from Boston, Massachusetts, and I am one of the co-owners of Revent Consulting. So we are an event planning firm that specializes in planning hybrid and virtual events and have been at that game for about 15 years. So uh, it's kept us very busy and we've loved what the online space has been going the last few years. And I'm also a closeted uh, serial networker, so that is how I met them. <laughs> I don't think you're a closeted networker. I'm pretty sure. It's out in the open. Yes, I'm pretty sure everybody it, knows. And if they don't, they will know by the time we're done talking. Uh, and I'm really glad that Kim connected us and Same. thrilled to have you in the conversation. Janice, welcome. 
Thank you so much. It's a delight to be here. And I love meeting new people all at the same time, as well as we finally get to do this. So thank you so much. Um, I'm coming to you from Vancouver, BC, and I am a relationship marketing specialist. What that really means is I teach people how to use LinkedIn to build relationships. And once they build those relationships that are going to turn into business or strategic partnerships, then they learn to take them offline and nurture them through a series of greeting cards and gifts through my affiliation with a company that has that sends real cards and gifts in the mail. One other thing I do have is a podcast, and I love interviewing people for my podcast too, and it's called Relationships Rule because I'm all about relationships. So there you go. Because if you don't have relationships, you're just talking to yourself. that's only it's only entertaining for so long right (laughs) yes (laughs) well welcome and really glad that you're here stan great to see you thanks for joining the party thanks so much great to see you again deb and deb was always the one who spiced up our vingresso zoom meetings so whenever things were dragging just a little bit she took care of that uh what i'm coming to you from Linden, New Jersey, which is near Newark for anyone that's ever flown in or out of Newark Airport. And I help businesses and professionals use digital tools, primarily LinkedIn, for branding, for digital selling, and for job search. And I always ask people, if you are going to a networking meeting, would you walk in with a bag over your head? And most people look at me like I have, you know, four heads. And I said, well, if you're not paying attention to your LinkedIn profile, that's essentially what you're doing online, because as Janice is nodding, that's where people are going to be looking for you. So look forward to our conversation. That is so true. And the way I usually put it when I'm leading my pep talks, my pre-event planning workshops is, you know, that when you go to an event, you are going to search for all the people you meet. They're going to look for you, too. So you need to put yourself at that advantage. You want to give yourself as many advantages as you can, because as I said, you know, I'm all about the goal setting simplified. I'm all about simplified. Life's hard enough. Don't give yourself extra roadblocks. And this is the first time I've heard the paper bag reference. It's so appropriate and so true. So, let, let's start with an easy one, which is why do you love networking? I mean, we're all here because we love networking. Um, Julie, you want to start us out? Sure. So I'm new-ish to networking. So I used to work for a big company where I was in ops and there was no reason for me to network. And when I became a business owner three and a half years ago, realized that I needed to network. So sort of like jumped in, feet first, found some organization, starting meeting people, and then really quickly realized the power of that. Uh, and it was also right at the beginning of COVID. So it was, everybody was moving to Zoom. And I'm in a business where my location doesn't matter, or the location of the client, we can help people all over the world. So networking allowed uh, me to grow my business tremendously and have joined multiple networking organizations uh, from initially a small little mother's group that was women entrepreneurs to now I'm part of groups where there's, you know, Fortune 100 sitting at the table. So it's been quite a journey. 
but my business wouldn't be where it is without it. So you love networking because it gets you in front of people. Yes, 100%. And people that can help my business, but have also helped me. Through networking, I met the guy that repainted my garage door. I met my financial planner. I met my estate planner. I have life insurance. You know who you are out there. Uh, you know, so it's helped me personally as well as professionally. Awesome. Love that. And I want to give a quick shout out to John Chen, who's the um, engaging virtual meetings guy. He's the author of the book. He was actually on last week and he says, let's network. So if you're not connected with John, I think I just introduced you to John, Julie, actually. Um, amazing. But this is how we do things. There we go. So Janice, why do you love networking? I think as well as Julie, I'm a people, I love talking to people. I'm curious. I'm, uh, and it gives me an opportunity to be my authentic self and to, um, to connect people. That's what I really love to do is to connect people. So if I, I mean, I'm, I guess I'm kind of rusty in when it comes to in-person networking events, but I'm not sure I ever want to go to one again because not because I don't like talking to the people, but because um, I have to drive 45 minutes. I have to pay for parking. I have to you know, get stuck in traffic coming home. And I've been working virtually before COVID by using LinkedIn. And it has allowed me to meet some amazing people, some of whom uh, have become guests on my podcast, some of whom I've collaborated with on other um, types of events and, and business prop, um, projects. And um I don't know. I just love meeting people. And I think in terms of relationships, not in terms of transactions. So that's probably also why. It's so true. And I love um, also what Julie was saying that she met her, the person who painted for her and the estate planner. It's And the people you meet aren't even necessarily the people that you need. But when you network, their network is also your network. So when you're doing that authentic relationship development, you never know what's going to come of it. So love that. Mm -hmm. uh, Stan, what about you? Good. Well, let me do two things. First, let me give proper attribution to the bag over your head. <laughs> that actually came from Mario Martinez Jr. of Vingresso. And as you know, the first time you hear something that's great, you say, as Mario said, the second time you say, as somebody said, and the third time you say, as I've always said. But let me give credit to Mario there. For okay, me, shout out to Mario, for sure. Yes. In all honesty, I'm still learning to like networking. Now, there, there's my wife, my daughter, and myself in our house. I'm the one who's perfectly content being alone or reading a book. Whereas both of them are super social and they get their energy from groups. So for me, it's kind of like, like almost like Janice said, I won't quite say if I never go to another in-person networking event again, it'll be too soon because I was just at one on Friday, but it, it, it takes, you know, my getting myself to, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to go, I'm going to meet people. I'm going to make new friends. If I think of it as networking, it scares me. So I just think of it as, Hey, let me meet some new people because it's always interesting to find out who people are, what they do. 
uh, what makes them tick. And in the process of learning about each other, we exchange business cards, information, scan each other's LinkedIn profile, QR codes, whatever the case may be. And as Julie mentioned, wonderful things come out of that, especially when your intention is not, okay, what can I get out of this relationship? But hey, let me learn some more about this person and let's see if we can help each other at some point in the future. It's so true because it's a lot of people think of networking as a four-letter word. It's many more than four letters, but it's also you get out of it what you put into it. And if what you're putting into it is that genuine interest in meeting new people, everybody wins. So Stan, and then I will go to Janice and Julie. Do you have one of those great anecdotes from meeting somebody through networking? You know, it's, I use a a recent one because one of the things I'm starting to look into just for my own personal information is the world of Web3 and blockchain technology and everything that goes along with this. So I'm doing some research to find out um, who knows something about it that they'd be willing to share with me. And so that was kind of a form of online research and networking. Now, I'm looking for people who understand the technology, who are willing to explain it to a 10-year-old so that I can understand it. Okay, and I found, I found someone, and he said, yeah, I'm, I'm more than happy to talk to you. And he asked me, he said, and by the way, would you mind looking at my LinkedIn profile? So that was my not my intent. My intent was, hey... Ken, can you share some information with me about blockchain? And he said, sure. And we've had a few conversations, but the upshot is he said, well, would you please look at my LinkedIn profile on my LinkedIn company page? And I said, okay. So it turned out to be win-win. You got the information and he got your eagle eye on his profile. (laughs) I wish I could put it that well, but yes, yes, that's, (laughs) That's the way it turned out. Which is great because we want those win-wins and it's just the beginning of that relationship. You have no idea what could come of it. People could be like, oh my goodness, your LinkedIn profile is amazing. How'd that get there? Oh, you need to meet my friend Stan. You have no idea when you go into these relationships, but so much good can come out of it. Janice? Do you have some, you probably have dozens and millions of stories. Well, I have lots of stories until you ask me and then I can't remember one, right? (laughs) That's usually the way. And um, I think that the one that comes to mind is one that just happened the other day, actually. And uh, through some, an outreach campaign that I was doing, this woman accepted my connection request on LinkedIn and I looked at her profile and I looked at her name and I thought, I know this person. Like, I know this person. And she's in Florida and like I'm in Vancouver. So we're not like in the same. We wouldn't have networked together years ago or anything like that. But I started to think, you know, I think this goes back to when I was doing corporate training and I was teaching my clients um, uh, receptionists. We used to do a course at the telephone company for receptionists. So if they bought a big phone system from the telephone company, they would send their receptionist and I would do a soft skills training for them. It would be part of the deal. And 
I did a lot of those courses back in the day. And I think I said, I think I know this person. I go to my cupboard and I see this. I've still got this workbook by the telephone doctor. And the telephone doctor was this person. And it's got like exercises in it that she, you know, gave you to teach, to use for your trainings. So we we had a, a messaging uh, back and forth on LinkedIn and, and decided to meet uh, on a Zoom call. And I said, I had the book there. And I said, you know, Nancy, I said, I knew I knew you from somewhere. And then I found this in my closet. And she looked at it and she went, oh, my goodness. She said, let me take a picture right now of you with the book. So we became instant friends, right? I mean, I didn't know her before. I just found her book on, you know, in the store, in the bookstore. So we are now fast friends. And she's like, got me on her podcast. And I'm going to be on, and she's going to be on my podcast. And we're talking about, um, the greeting card system that I'm using and and that she um, is interested in being a client. So that's where it goes from nothing. And it's just some, you've got to find that connection, but that's the story that came to mind right away. And how fun as an yeah. author, that's always kind of fun when you see. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Julie, how about you? Uh, I mean, there's millions of stories. Uh, I think m the greatest story I have is uh, my first in-person networking group where I showed up like to the nines. Like I was ready for like a corporate event. Uh, it was not that. Uh, but I met this wonderful woman there. Her name is Judy Harrington. She goes by Judy for one greatest copywriter in the biz. If anybody needs one, check her out. Uh, but I met her there and she sort of took pity on me and took me under her wing <laughs> and showed me the way. And through her, I've gone business, of course, but she's also shown me the different types of networking that was available uh, you know, got me into BNI and provisors in LinkedIn, uh, like pods and various things. Like she really showed me the path towards networking. You know, because of her, I met Kim Miles, who then introduced me to you, Deb. So she is like knows everybody and everything. That's why she's Judy for one one, but she's become a friend, but also has made such a difference in my business. And if I hadn't shown up that day, probably looking ridiculous and her taking all the pity in the world, I don't think my networking would be where it is today. So it's, you got to try it. You got to go and see what happens. <laughs> Sometimes I, it leads to a better place. I think it's really funny. So we have a closet networker. I think a closet or not so closeted introvert is Stan. And then me and Janice were like, give me the people, give me all of the people all of the time. Uh, I want to take a, a moment quickly to say hello to David Roberts, who's saying, hey, Janice and Deborah, uh, and now also your new friends, Stan and Julie and Pamela Barraway, great networking stories. They are. We all have these wonderful networking stories. Uh, I'll do one of my one of my favorite quick ones is back when I was leading in-person groups, one of my regulars had a goal to do more networking. She ended up at an event, met this person, this agent who ended up, it, he became my agent, but um, she met him. Oh, do you know about Deb and her group? You need to meet Deb. We're talking about my books. He's like, send me your book proposal. And we kept saying, I know you, I know I've met you. We had met like five or six years ago 
when he spoke at an event in the Valley. And anybody who knows LA knows if you're West Side, you don't go to the Valley very often. So the fact that that we had made that connection all those years ago, things come to you when you need them. And when you are living your authentic self, um, you have, you're living the mission and the motto of your business, you're going to draw the people that you need to meet, but also the people who need to meet you. Yes. Okay. There's nodding. This is also audio. So <laughs> I actually have something for Stan through networking. I met a gentleman. His name is Brad Kruger. I'm going to introduce you to him. He runs a networking group for introverts. Oh, cool. Right. So there's networking Very for cool. everybody, whatever your jam is. And as soon as you said that, I'm like, oh, I have to introduce him to Brad. <laughs> nice. See, Thank you, you. new friends already. Um, and and this is probably, you'll have a good answer for this, Dan, but I'm going to go to Janice first on this one. Why do you think people are so challenged by networking? Ooh, that's a good question. Why are they so challenged by it? Well, it's usually their own insecurities, I think, that start, that's the beginning. But um, maybe it's, maybe they're also not in the right place because I think that, you know, it's important when you decide to go networking that you really do look at, and and Julie, you mentioned there's like so many different types of places and different types of networking that you can go to. You have to decide, are my people going to be there? Are the people that, that um, you know, I'm interested in meeting in, in the sense of the maybe what they do or the, you know, is it a formal networking like BNI or is it a chamber kind of, you know, uh, just get to know you event. Where should you start based on those things? And come, I, I, you know, it's funny because I, I I used to teach networking years ago. And I used to say to people, when people ask you what you do, maybe I'm digressing, but I, I just want to share this. When people ask you what you do, don't tell them. Just give them a little bit of curiosity and then turn it back to them. You know, but I'd really like to know what you do because, you know, you can talk to them later. That gives you an excuse to, to follow up with them, which is the key to networking as well. But I just had to say that because part of it is they think that all eyes are going to be on them and they have to talk about what they do. And that is uncomfortable for a lot of people. So I just say something like, you know, well, I'm a relationship marketer, but I'd love to know about your business. Tell me about that. And I just deflect back. And it's not because I'm uncomfortable. It's because I want to make them feel comfortable, but do it in a way that I can guide them. I'm a teacher by trade. So I, I just, I can't help myself that way. So. Oh, it, well, this is what we're here for though, yeah. is to share inspiration and motivation yeah. to help people really think about whether they're networking challenge or they love networking and they want to love it more to give insights to make their networking experience better. I love the idea of asking questions and the questions you ask, maybe it doesn't even have to be do, to do with business. Maybe mm -hmm. it's, wow, aren't these like the best? Well, you can't do this on a virtual one. You can't like talk about the food, um, <laughs> but you can find some commonality. Yes. You, you can find just ask them, why are they there? Or how did they come to this amazing networking event? Sorry, Julie, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, oh, I I do virtual events. So I'm like, there's stuff fun about virtual events. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, we talk about food on virtual events too. And food almost always comes up. If you watch my shows, food is mentioned at least once, sometimes really early in the conversation. Sometimes we like sneak it in inadvertently at the end, but it is the universal language. Uh, Julie, go. What were you going to say that was brilliant? about food? No. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, In relation to what people find challenging about networking? Yes. I, I think in this new Zoom age, which is awesome, you're able to connect with people from all over the world. As people join networking groups, and I found this overwhelming at the beginning, and I think people joining now, is if you tried it before, all of a sudden, your entire schedule is just filled up with one-to-ones, virtual coffees, whatever you're calling them in that group. And I think that could feel like this overwhelming thing because not every networking call is going to be a slam dunk. I got a new client. Probably 90% of them are not going to be that slam dunk. But that doesn't mean they're not going to be a slam dunk six months later. So I think that could be very, very overwhelming. And if any of you guys are starting in that work, I think it's finding where your time is better spent, filtering people more heavily. And know that that's part of the process. But like for me, I network two days a week for two hours. If I can't talk to you during those two hours, I'll talk to you in a month when that's available. And that's how I've been able to manage my own schedule so that it's not like this awful process where, what did you do today? I spent nine hours networking and zero hours on my business. So, you know. Oh, I, I'm so with you. When, I, when I'm doing my pre-run planning workshops, uh, whether it's a kickoff or a standalone or I'm working with a business, that is the first thing I say is you can't meet everyone and you can't learn everything. You need yeah. to start by prioritizing. Totally. Can, can I ask Julie a question? You can. Um, when you mentioned networking two hours a day at like twice a week, are those all virtual events where you kind of pick and choose virtual meetups to attend? Is that what we're talking about? It's more like one-to-one. So you go to a virtual networking and everybody's dropping their contact information in the chat and everybody's trying to schedule time to talk to each other to get to know each other better. I have time blocked off specifically for that because initially when I first started networking on in on zoom or whatever other platform you're using like i would have whole weeks where 40 hours of my week was literally networking and that's crazy sauce so (laughs) i limit it to a four-hour chunk per week sometimes it's a little bit more but that's how i could network to help grow my business without it making it my business that makes sense Yes, thank you. So, so, and I have a question then to follow up on that. Does this include events where you meet people or is it just follow-up time? Just follow-up time. So okay. then other, like my actual networking groups where you go and there's, you know, 20 plus people in, in a Zoom room, those are totally separate. Uh, and I spend probably about three to four hours a week on those. It, it's good. It's setting yourself up for success. Exactly. And I think I was just telling someone today, um, Tuesdays and Wednesdays are my meeting days. Thursdays and Fridays are my writing days. And sometimes I flip it. But when you go into your week, knowing what's going to work, it's always going to work. Janice, did you have something you wanted to add on this? Yeah, I was just thinking that, you know, some of 
what you're saying, Julie, um, because if you go like a whole month out, it's almost in my mind, a bit long of a space. However, when I know for me, when I go to those networking events online, where there's a lot of breakout rooms, and, and that's what you're talking about coming from there, right to the one to ones. Is that right, Julie? Exactly. Yeah. And if it's somebody that I'm like, I know is going to be a slam dunk, like, I'll make time. Yeah, I'm just going to say, you have to go and meet with everybody. I think you have to, just like in the days of the of the real uh, in-person networking that I used to do, I would make it, I would do my homework ahead of time. And when I got there, I'm able to think, hmm, that person's, you know, I want to meet this person, this person, and this person, three to four people. And that's it. And that's what my goal is coming out of those virtual things. I sort of pick and choose. And then I create that make that happen. I don't meet with everybody because it's too much. So I just wanted to say that. Yeah. Be, be in control of that. Right. That's mm -hmm. what. And I think I mentioned before you and I met at events over the last two years and we finally did a one-on-one -on -one a couple months ago. It wasn't that we didn't like each other. No, it's timing too, right? It was, <laughs> it was timing and, and uh, yeah, it, it just is, I think we may have even tried before. I don't know, but it's sometimes it's just not the right time. And, mm -hmm. um, so there you go. And I'm so glad we did. Yeah, I am as well. And sometimes it's a not yet. And things like this is also, it's an opportunity for me to have conversations without. And, and I love the one-on-ones, believe me. But I know exactly what Julie was talking about that first year, because I spent a lot of time with, you know, the in- 2020, 2020, well, I'm still doing it, but talking about goal setting and going to these opportunities to get everybody excited and refocused. And then you meet people and you can't spend all of your time with everyone. No. And your first priority is to yourself, but you need to build in that networking time because you need other people, other information to grow. Stan, I don't think we got an answer to the question about why people find networking a challenge? I think part of it is that they think of it as networking rather than making new friends. And it's, it's sometimes they may not know what to say. Sometimes they may have worked on their elevator pitch and they got that down, but then it's, okay, what do I say after that? So I think in part, people may not be comfortable because they're, they're thinking of, okay, I've got to come across a certain way. Like Julie says, she went to the, her first one dressed, you know, dressed to kill, ready, and probably everyone else was there, business casual or whatever. Um, so I think part of it is just not being sure how to approach it and not having a plan. Need the plan. You're speaking my language. Well, you're speaking all of our language because you need that that approach. So l let's take a few minutes. Oh, well, <laughs> I'm so excited. I keep saying three things at once. Um, I want to call out. So David Roberts wrote in the chat, networking is building relationships. You invest in your network by getting to know and then serve your network. And your ROI is when they know you. Yes, because we, I don't think I ever have a phone call where, or a meeting or wherever when I'm not, you know, okay, what should I be on my radar? What are you looking for? 
but because you don't know, and I could meet someone tomorrow who needs the thing the person I just met asked about. And then we also have know why you're networking. Absolutely. Starts with just as you need that mission for your business. When you go to an event, you want to know what you're there for. Who do you need to meet? Or if you're just there to have fun and expand, make new friends, that's fine. But when you go into it with those expectations, it's super helpful. And then Pamela Barraway wrote, networking is in some ways easier on LinkedIn and other social media platforms if you make the effort to engage. Yes. No posting and running. (laughs) Uh, She enjoyed the chats on the bird site. uh, And she's refocusing on LinkedIn and on Mastodon. I can't quite get into Mastodon yet. I'll be honest. I spent a little bit of time and I said, you know what? My time and energy is probably not best spent getting to know a new platform. Uh, But what I would love to do is talk about LinkedIn because I know that that Janine and Stan, and I'm guessing Julie's got a little LinkedIn expertise in that as well. Why do you love LinkedIn and what is one thing people need to be doing on LinkedIn for their networking? And any meaning, mining mo, uh, Janice. <laughs> okay, so what was the question again? Why uh, best? Let's just make it an even easier question. What is your best LinkedIn tip for networking? What is the one thing people need to be doing? Not pitching. <laughs> Not pitching in the messaging. Um, when you message somebody, you be authentic trying to get to know them and find out about them and show them some um, some love that way. Do not pitch them. And, and even more so, do not, um, how can I say it? Um, when you do say something on the, to them in a message, when you're networking, make sure you've actually read their profile <laughs> so that, you know, Otherwise, it just like someone will pitch me something or they'll say, you know, I think that you might be interested in this program that I'm coming that I'm running next week, blah, 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 blah. How did they know that they haven't? Why would I know? Why? They don't even know who I am. So, yeah, that's probably it's a bit of a negative tip. But in a way, it's like, don't be that person. Do you want to take a guess how many people send me things about goal setting? (laughs) Yeah, you so, get it. You know. exactly. Yeah. The one thing you do not want to do is pitch someone something that they do. Exactly. I know. It, and my reply is, if you ever need a goal setting expert, I speak on the topic. Thanks for reaching out because yeah. it's like with telemarketers. They're yeah. going to, if they're going to disturb me, yeah. I'm going to get something out of it. Right. Exactly. Yes. Yes. I mean, there's so many tips around um, doing things properly and, you know, for me, it's all about showing you care, being authentic and show some interest in and that's all after you've done your profile, of course. So, right. So stop pitching and look at the people before you. you reach out. Okay, Stan, your turn. Jen, the stop pitching is, <laughs> is the best one because all of us can relate to that. Um, on the flip side, we mentioned doing using LinkedIn to do your research. Also make sure that when people are looking at you on LinkedIn, 
that your profile says what you want it to say, Mm -hmm. that it doesn't look like you're looking for your next job, Mm -hmm. but it talks about who you help and how you can help them Mm -hmm. so that when they do look at you, they know whether or not you can help them. Either way is fine. You just want to be clear about it. Mm-hmm. And also take the opportunity to A, use LinkedIn search features once you're very clear on who it is that you're looking to connect with mm-hmm. and build relationships with. And take the opportunity to comment on content on LinkedIn. Now, again, don't pitch. Please don't pitch when you comment. Uh, that's even worse than, you know, making a pitch your your first interaction after someone accepts your invitation. So if you're commenting on someone's content, tag them when you comment so they get notified. But make sure that your comment is relative, relevant to the discussion and that it does not mention what you do right. so that it doesn't come across as promotional. Good advice. That's great. I feel like I should let Janice give another tip because you gave like seven. No, no, it's fine. Don't worry. Don't worry. It's all good. It's all good. I'm agreeing with what he's saying. Um, There is one thing, though, that came to mind that people think they've redone their profile or their profile. You know, they've 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 dressed it up a little bit. And then I go to the bottom of their profile and I see recommendations from 2013. It's not current. So make sure if you, when you're going to make the changes or you're going to update your profile, please include if you have, you know, you're able, like some people aren't allowed to put recommendations if they're in the finance industry and things like that. But if you are, please do try and find some current ones. Ask them of your current past clients, your current clients to recommend you, because that to me is like, you know, it's wearing the great outfit and then the socks and the shoes don't match, you know, something like that. It's just like the last piece, right? Yeah, that's. I'm just seeing Julie dressed to the nines <laughs> with sneakers, which I'm that's guessing you probably never do. Well, and that's in today. That's very. That's very hip <laughs> to do that today. So it's good on the person, not on the profile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like wearing flip flops with a gown. Like yes, you missed the step. Mm-hmm. Which you can do virtual when people aren't seeing your shoes. <laughs> yes, exactly. And so, Julie, do you have like your a favorite LinkedIn tip? Uh, I mean, I'm definitely not a LinkedIn expert like, you know, Stan Janice. But uh, for me, LinkedIn is a social network. If you're just posting, it, it's just like Facebook and Instagram. Like you need to go and like other people's content, comment about other people's content in a smart way. Again, not pitching. I totally agree with that. I find it so annoying. But also, like, you've read what they wrote. You have insightful comments, not just, thanks for posting. It's like, oh, my God, like, point number two was dead on. I thought about this last night. Like, really engage in people. And when you post, people are much more likely to engage with you. Again, it's a social, we're all social beings. We want to be liked. So go like other people, be kind to other people, and they'll be kind back to you. So that would be my tidbit. And if you have enough followers, do a video intro of yourself. Uh, that's a new add-on or new-ish. It's not that new, but uh, that's just a really good way. You know, the, Use the power of video to 
add a little extra when people go visit your your page. The tip that I, I, I love that and and I will admit right now, new goal, because I do not have yes, I do not have a video up on my LinkedIn. Bad me. Neither do um, I, to be perfectly honest. But right? it's on my list of things to do. <laughs> but the one thing that a lot of people don't use that's even easier is for the name pronunciation to do an intro, not just your name. So in that same vein of let's spiff up the LinkedIn, you can do, you know, hi, my name is Deb. I do this. Great to meet you or connect or whatever is just as easy as saying your name and you have enough seconds to do so. There, there are some other issues around just putting up a video on your on your profile or not, though. So, and I don't know if you want to go down that that road here. Can we do it quickly? Well, no. I think it's I think it's a conversation that John, Stan and I might want to have offline because it's really about creator mode versus not being in creator mode, and what are the advantages and what are not the advantages for certain people. You know, if you've got many followers and you do a lot of content creation, then great. And you have to be in creation, creator mode before you can do that video uh, that's behind your headshot. And so some people do it because they want the video, but they don't know the other implications. So that's where I was going with that. Enough of that for now. It's too detailed. But I'm happy to talk to anybody about it at another time. Unless Dan wants to add something to what I just said. Uh, no, that that was perfect because the link LinkedIn, as everyone knows, is a deep rabbit hole. Yes. So yes. Deb, you kind of direct us as yes. far as there. Okay, I'm we love LinkedIn. Make sure your profile is something that if you were looking at someone, that yours is a the positive reflection of you. And something you said, Stan, uh, to you about you don't. I think it you don't want it to be like you're looking for work. You want to. You want to be portraying your value in your expertise. So it's it's an attraction magnet. Ooh, like that. See, Thank Deb you. the wordsmith, an attraction <laughs> magnet. Yes. Well, isn't that the point? Yes. It yep. is to get to connect with people. And I every now and then I will have a slot on one of my episodes where I'm like, okay, I want to get someone new in the mix. And I will go on LinkedIn and look through and see who I know who has those keywords in there. And it's just another really easy way, which is why you can, and I already said, you know, you can't meet everybody. You can't learn everything. You can introduce yourself, connect, and and have even if they're, I don't want to say surface relationships, but, you know, people that you're going to get to know better later. If there's someone that you met in real life or in virtual life that you want to connect with, great, because you may trip over something you need them for or vice versa at some point. But you want to reflect your best self so they are reflecting their best self, etc. Okay, before we move on from LinkedIn, did I miss anything? We've got some really good Good comments. And David Roberts is always looking to schedule one-on-one, make new friends. So if you're listening in in person, if you're listening live or the replay, connect with David Roberts. He wants to make new friends. You can actually connect with all of us as well on LinkedIn. Just send a note saying that this is where we met. 
And if you go to the devmethod.com slash blog, I will have the links to where you can learn more about our guests. We'll get to that in a minute, uh, as well as their LinkedIn profiles. So use this. This is our fun networking time, but get in on the fun with us. <laughs> so I think we're going to talk about networking goals. I think that's a really um, good time for that. Don't you think so, friends? What are... What is rather, what are, <laughs> I love it when I mispronounce things. What is something someone could do today, tonight, tomorrow to get better at networking? Or what are some good networking goals people can set? Julie, what, is, what networking goal would you like to gift to our audience? Uh, I think numbers speak a lot. So I really... I really track my networking, meaning who have I spoken to? When did I follow up with them? Who did they introduce me to? Did that lead to business? Like really track it because if you're just networking a network, you're going to meet some super cool people. Don't get me wrong. But if after a year of going down that rabbit hole, if you've gotten zero business from it, something's wrong. So track, track, track where it's going. And I take careful notes, like uh, we use HubSpot. Every time I network in anybody, I take detailed notes where they are, like all these little things. So then I could go back, I'm terrible with names, but to be like, who does mindset? And I put it in and it's like, oh, Deborah, there she is. And, you know, so keep careful notes and track where it goes. Cause you could really quickly just go down the rabbit hole where you're networking and you don't know what it's bring the ROI it's bringing back to you. So that as a small business owner in the room, that is time is precious. So use it wisely. Can I tell you, I just wrote an article on this. <laughs> I'm using <laughs> journaling for networking events. Um, but yes, if, if you've got a CRM, use your CRM. If you like spreadsheets, fine. If you want to use a paper, but keep all of your notes together and in a way that you can find the information that you need. Totally. So I fully endorse this goal. Stan, well, Stan, what goal yeah. would you like to gift? Uh, one, one goal and then one question actually for, for the panel. If it's okay, let me start with the panel because Julie mentioned using HubSpot. For Deb, Janice, and I guess anyone in chat, are there other tools, especially if you're not using a CRM, are there other tools that you would use to keep track of your networking? A CRM is, of course, the best, but that's also an investment. Mm -hmm. I think this is a great um, great time to digress, and, but you're still going to have to give a goal. So, yeah, so you uh, use HubSpot, Julie. And I used to use OneNote. Then I upgraded to an Excel document, and then I went to HubSpot. So finding something that is searchable is key, specifically I've, if you're bad with names. <laughs> I've tried. I have tried to use CRMs over the years, and I think I've discovered that I don't really like to do all of that um, uh, note-taking and and uh, remembering online all the time. I like to have some visual, like I like to write with my fountain pen and have it on a card or something. However, I do, when I meet somebody um, I get their um, 
I quite often get their mailing address on our first conversation because I'm a card sender and I use my um, uh, Mac address book. So I get their contact in there. And I also write my notes in there, you know, has two kids, lives in here and do, 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 and that kind of thing. And when I met them, so I've gotten in a habit over the years of doing that, but, and then I always send a card. Um, but I also teach people sometimes if they don't have a CRM that a spreadsheet, if they like spreadsheets, keep track of who you've talked to each week, each day, whatever, with the notes on a spreadsheet rather than having to invest in a CRM. But I mean, it works for most people. CRMs are, are probably the, the most detailed way to go. I feel like I should answer this and I'm going to sound like I'm cheating because I'm going to say all of the above. But I think the best thing that I do is when I meet someone and connect with them on LinkedIn, I reference where and how we met. So if I ever need a refresher, in where or how we met. It's in the history. Mm -hmm. So I've Great had people tip. contact me out of the blue. I just have to go on LinkedIn. I'm like, I know this person. I know this person. Oh, yes, this is where we met. And it can be, it's good for them because it reminds them of where you met. Mm -hmm. But it's just as good for you. And yes, I always keep notes and I do keep spreadsheets. I keep spreadsheets of my guests um, who've been on the show so I can... Um, easily at a glance, know who talks about what and who's been connected to who before. So um, like with anything, it's mix and match what works best for you. Do you use something, Stan? I was using Nimble, mm -hmm. but which is, which is another CRM. But I'm, truth be told, I'm also experimenting with just using uh, Google Contacts. Because you can do all, you know notes and all that kind of stuff in there. Um, to to answer the question though, because Deb Deb Deb's on it, she said, "Okay, we're digressing, but you mm -hmm. got to give us a goal." And you so do. I I have I've not forgotten. One goal <laughs> would be as far as networking events. Be very clear about who can help you, what types of people can help you, and how, and who you can help, and how. And those, those are two different things, but it just, it helps you with some context. And, you know, one of the most helpful ways to help people is to introduce them to somebody. When you're, when you're really clear and everyone's mentioned, you know, talking to people, finding out about them. And then when you know what they're looking for, what type of resources can help them, you may be able to point them, them to some people. Yeah. I yes. do the same thing, Stan. I always, I'm like, every networking call I get on is not about how they can help me, is who can I introduce you to? Because the more you give, the more you're going to get in my book. Like, if networking should be about making introductions, and I try to at least introduce one person on every networking call. And if I can't afterwards, I'm like, there has to be somebody that can help them out. And it's rarely a direct customer. 99% of the time is just somebody that works in their environment that can get them the customer. Awesome. Janice, do you have a goal to gift? 
Um, well, I was thinking, I mean, every, I agree with everything that uh, Stan and Julie have said, but I think one of the things that I used to and still do um, feel that is needed when you're networking is to always, if you're going to a networking event and there's 10 people there or there's 50 people there, whether it's online or offline, I don't think it matters. I think you you have to book some time the next day within 24 hours to at least acknowledge with a quick text or email that you enjoyed meeting them at the thing at, at the event. You have to follow up because nobody does. And if you're that person that does, you're a step up because I do that and then I send a card. So I'm, you know, if for those that I'm really interested in furthering the, the relationship or the connection to a relationship. But if you don't book that time the next day or, or tr even the next, I'll give you two days, then it never happens, right? So within that time, I remember coming from a Chamber of Commerce events back in the day and I'd have like 50 cards and I'd sit at night before I went to bed and I would write an email to every one of those people just to show that I followed up because I teach that. So I have to do it, right? And show that I practice what I pre preach. Then I would go further with the ones I want to after that. But it's your reputation is it is on the line. Sometimes you have to do that. I we we've got um, thumbs up and cosigns in the comments and from me as well. It's you spent the time and the energy. Don't let it fall through the cracks. And even if it's a half an hour and you're just speed LinkedIn connecting with everybody yeah. with a note, yeah, it is acknowledging the time and the energy that you spent together, which is fantastic. This has been such a great conversation. Uh, before um, we go any further, I want to share. So David Roberts posted that he's looking for guests for his Warrior versus Zombie podcast. I've been on it. Janice has been on it. It's a lot of fun. So reach out and connect with him. Uh, the other thing that I'm going to share is on February 8th, I am doing a meet and greet for people who want to be guests on Gold Chat Live slash The Deb Show. Uh, one of my things is that I always know my guest, and lately I've been getting a lot of requests, so I want to meet the people. So go to uh, message me on LinkedIn if you want an invite, and if you've been a guest and you just want to network with cool people, you are welcome to come as well, but utilize the time and the energy Utilize these connections and again, be sure to connect with the four of us and mm -hmm. the people in the chat. Connect with the other people in the chat. This is you have you're having a common experience. Utilize that and use it to propel these relationships forward. Now I'm gonna ask friends, where can people learn more about you? Julie. Sure. So definitely follow us on LinkedIn, Reven Consulting LLC, uh, just to close out the LinkedIn gap. But yeah, if you are looking to plan a virtual hybrid event and need some help, you happily let you pick my brain. You can find us at reevent.consulting or you can email me directly at julie at reevent.consulting. Fantastic. And Janice, where can people learn more about you? They can go to my website at JanicePorter.com. 
Thank you for putting that on the screen. They can also reach out and connect with me on LinkedIn. And um, I would like to just offer if anybody, and they can also, oh, they can also listen to my podcast. At Re, um, it's on pretty much all of the, the platforms. It's called Relationships Rule. And um, the one thing I wanted to say is, I'd, of course, you can talk to me about LinkedIn, but I, uh, if anyone's interested in, in um checking out how to do the card system that I use, I'm happy to show people how to send a free card anytime. So it's something that um, people can add to their to their toolbox as well for any time. No obligation. I just want you to be able to see what it's about. So there you go. This is great information. And any links you want me to be sure to include in the recap, just message me tonight and I'm happy to put them in. And if you're listening or watching, if you go to thedebmethod.com slash blog, you can get the recap to this and the previous episodes as well. I didn't forget about you, Stan. Where can people find you? Yes, for me, the easiest place is just on LinkedIn. And um, so I'm Stan Robinson on LinkedIn. And you can also email me at stan at shrmarketing.com. So, and the website that Deb put up, that's fine too. So thanks. Excellent. All these fun new ways to, to meet people, to connect and learn new things. And as I said before, if you're listening or you're watching or watching the replay, this is great. You're prioritizing, just by being here, you are prioritizing networking. And if you want to network with me, <laughs> I am at the Deb Method everywhere, and you can learn more about me at thedebmethod.com and learn more about my workshops if you go to preeventplanning.com. I've got my goal setting simplified and my upcoming pep talks there as well. And then every Monday at 4 p.m., you can catch me live on Facebook, LinkedIn, or YouTube, and then subscribe to the Deb Show podcast. And before we wrap, I would love for, let's just, let's leave a final tip because I think, and you, you touched upon it and I'm pretty sure you're going to mention this. And now I, even if you didn't, you'll probably add on to it, Janice, but I love the fact that the cards that you do, it's just another layer of connection after you meet people. Um, do you want to, this may or may not be your tip, but do you want to just talk about the value of that? And then you can give your final thought. Sure. Thank you. I think what's what's so special and different about the cards is that when you send somebody something tangible, it's a real card that they get in the mail. It takes them from their head to their heart. And that is very different from just another email or just another text. And if you do it because you acted on a prompting, not just because you met them and it was the thing to do, that's even a hundred times better. So, um, and another tip, you wanted another tip. Yeah, or, or a final, just a final thought about networking, its value, why, why? Well, I think, I think why, because we've heard this, those of us who have been in BNI and, and mostly from networking over the years, we know that we people like to do business with people they know, like, and trust. And if you can um, share a trusted resource with somebody, 
or if you can receive one from somebody, it feels better than just a stab in the dark to reach out to that person and know that you're going to um, be looked after or that you can help somebody that that you already know, like, and trust and make them feel the same way. So it's all about people and building that trust. And that comes from, you know, caring and building relationships. I, I shorten this just because this is what I do. But the gist is people like to do business with people they know, like, and trust. So become someone people know, like, and trust. Pretty much. Sure. I'll take sure it. <laughs> <laughs> and Stan, what final thought do you have? You're muted, Stan. I'm not on Zoom and I was still muted. How many times have I heard that? Um, I was just saying, would you believe I was going to talk about no like and trust? So since that's been covered, one <laughs> tip doesn't have anything to do with um, with LinkedIn is for the message that you have to send repeatedly. And Deb, you may have mentioned this on previous episodes. Try the tool flymessage.io because if there's a message that you find yourself sending more than once, it can help you save a tremendous amount of time. It And I put it, I think I put it in the chat, but it's flymsg.io. It's a time saver. It is because it, it's even saving, think about just saving a few minutes every day. At the end of the week, you'll have more time for those follow-ups. Right? Exactly. Awesome. So, Julie, what final thought um, do you have? Uh, I think to build on the no like, and trust idea, have fun. Like, just go on there, get to know the other person. If you skipped actually talking about business, you'll do it next time. We're all human and just get on there and try to get to know the person. Let them get to know you and have fun. Crack terrible jokes. You know, that's where <laughs> we spent a lot of hours doing this. Enjoy yourself. I think, Deb, when we first met, took a solid 20 something minutes before we even mentioned our business. And I loved it. It's like my favorites are the ones where there's three minutes left. It's like, Oh, and what do you do? Who do you need to meet? Have fun. Cause those are the memorable people that I go out of my way to work with because I know that they're my people. It's really funny. You said that because I was just going to say the same thing. <laughs> We're just chatting. Kim said we should be friends. Let's be friends. And then we just tangented. And then, oh, we got to go in two minutes. Okay, real quick. <laughs> but that is really in, I think, um, I mentioned it before, I believe Pamela mentioned this in the chat, um, and you all did as well, the social networking. The word social is there for a reason. The more fun you have, the more, more it's going to show. Or in something I say all the time, when you love what you do, it shows. When you don't love what you do, it really, really shows. So do the things that you love and let that emanate from you. It's going to be con contagious. You will find your people and they will find you. Thank you again so much, Julie, Janice, and Stan for joining me today. And for those of you who took the time to watch and or listen, we appreciate you and prioritizing your networking goals. So Go on out there. Go for it. We know you can do it. 
thanks for listening to The Deb Show. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Need more inspiration and motivation? Connect with me on LinkedIn, follow at The Deb Method on social media, and check out thedebmethod.com. Best of luck with your goals, and remember, you can do it. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.